Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Welcome to Straight Talk, Clear Decisions with Rick Saylor and co-host Eric Hamburg. As an investor, you should know what you're buying and what you're really holding. We'll demystify investing and lay it all out for you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here's Rick and Eric. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Well, I'm Rick. And I'm Eric. And we are your transparent wealth management hosts. Welcome to our show. Well, hey, it's another lovely Friday here in the Midwest, and the heat uh, the heat is on. The heat is on. I thought I found that out last night. I thought I had my house fan on. I walked inside, and it was 84 degrees in my house. It's like, I guess Tell you it's- what's smoking on. I think it's going to be 92 today and something like that tomorrow, but that's uh, we love summer. That's why you have a, a house on the lake. So that's right. So when it gets hot. That's you- right. We've got, uh, got an open house this weekend. Housewarming, so um, got some people coming up there and looking forward to that. And being on the water is just life is different on the water. Mm-hmm. Kind of a place to relax, and I think that's uh, kind of a metaphor for life. Supposed to be, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've uh, we've started this series, and uh, it really embodies Eric. I think the holistic wealth management approach of, you know, a process that's, that's end-to-end, considering all pieces, but not just taking it at face value. I mean, so many things we hear about in the financial world that, you know, it's just assumed that everybody should own this or everybody should buy this or, you know, without drilling down and actually testing it to your situation, I think that's the only way we know to find, you know, to, what do I say, scientifically do this, technically as possible. Mm-hmm. And that is a financial plan. And we use a program that's pretty pricey. You know, it doesn't make sense for most of you, the listeners, to go buy these programs. Uh, like the Money Guide Pro program is over $10,000 with all the add-on pieces we're using. And then some of the other things that stand alone that we'll talk about on the show uh, just doesn't make a lot of sense for you to do it. But we're actually going to give you access. I know we normally charge $500 you know, to do a financial plan, and it's, it's just because of our processing time. You know, mm-hmm. working through it depending on the complexity. But we're giving it to you, the listeners, because we want you to see, you know, how the, you know, the different things we talk about, how it will actually interact with your situation. Yeah, and how important a financial plan is. So if you've done one in the past, have you looked at it in the last few years or did you do it? You printed off the financial plan, you stuck it in your drawer and you haven't seen it in 10 years. You know, this is an ongoing monitoring process. So, you know, we are giving you access to a, a very intuitive, complex, complex, you know, yeah, it's integrated program. and it's dynamic. Yep. And so what does that mean when, when we say that? Well, that means when, when you actually, when you put your holdings in there, it will then read that every day and the markets close. Correct. So it's updating every day. So it doesn't have to manually, the programs we used to use had to be manually put in. And I think a lot of the free programs are like that too. Yep. So it's one of these things every time you do it, you're going to have to turn around and do it again. Where this one, you're going to be able to put it in Link and it read it every day. And then if something comes along, you've got a change of, of circumstance, you can go in there and update that. Uh, you know, last week, and we'll, start, we'll spend the first part of the show talking about uh, the financial plan and the inputs. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the inputs are the most important part because if you, if you don't understand what you're putting in or you don't know – if you should put it in or not, well, then the outcome, the output that the program is going to spit out 
isn't going to be clear because you didn't put good information in. You know, financial plan, anything you do in life, really, it's only as good as what you put into it. So, you know, we want to explain every little piece of this plan so you know what you need to do in order to put that information in there. Or maybe you've never thought about something before and you need to really focus on this area. That's why we're calling it the Summer Series. We're breaking each piece down and explaining each each individual item on the, in, a, in a very well-written financial plan so you understand it. So why don't you walk the listeners through kind of a page-by-page input because you clearly – you usually do the inputs on these. So why don't you walk them through? Like I know we've talked about we will send you an actual – uh, written sheet that it's a, it's a PDF yeah, yeah. and they can download it, print it out because once you do that, then that Eric's going to walk you through page by page to tell you exactly where those inputs go. Correct. Yeah. The, you know, what we're offering, obviously it's the, it's the fun air, the money guide pro financial plan. It's an online software, but we're also going to email you a PDF link, which is fillable on your computer. So if you like dealing with the computer, you don't have to write it out. It's, and you can save it to your computer, but what it does, so we start out obviously with your um, your basic information, your name, where you live, and that part's important because our program, one of the other pieces to it is the tax code. Depending on what state is your state of residence, every year in January, it'll re, it'll update that state's um, tax code. So if you had, you know, some states are getting a little bit more tax friendly on the state side, and if those and if those laws change and they get more friendly, well, it's going to automatically update your situation. So the first part is you know your basic information in the state you reside in because that is important and that's going to affect your overall taxes. Then from there, we'll look at insurance. You know What insurance do you have? Uh, maybe are you lacking some sort of insurance or maybe you have too much insurance. Maybe you thought, well, I bought this life insurance policy 30 years ago right when I was starting to raise a family and bought a house and had a mortgage. Well, <clears throat> now 30 years later, you don't have any kids at the house. Maybe you've downsized. You don't even live in that same house, but you're still carrying the same coverage. You know, we call it an, call it an insurance audit, but you know, we want to make sure what you're paying is really what you need. Or maybe you're underinsured, and we need to make sure you are covered if something were to happen. Now, as that pertains into the plan, I was thinking more about you know, as people walk through the pages and the inputs. Well, that's the, that's say. the second item: is the insur- what insurance policies do you have? And then it looks at your estate. You know, are you is your estate covered? Do you have a trust? Do you have power of attorneys? Do you have a health care power of attorney? It's a simple oh, question. You're talking about the PDF. Yeah, the PDF. Um, so because, that applies into the financial plan. Now, as, they, as they fill that out, then walk them through the page by page. So the in, first input is the page has got like their basic information. And the second pin, it also makes some tax assumptions well, uh, and, and inflation assumptions, which we already put in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but once we know... Will the program intuitively pick up and, and assume a tax rate based on what they tell them? Well, yeah, and that's why I said it right at the beginning. We need to know what state you live in. The federal taxes, is, that's, an up, that's, auto, that's um, automatically updated on the federal tax side. But your state side is updated each year, so that's why it's important to put in there what state you reside in for your taxes because when those states update their tax code, the program automatically pulls those new feeds. And the reason that is very important is when you start distributions – whether it's from pensions, whether it's from Social Security, whether it's from IRAs, or whether it's from taxable accounts. Um, each state's a little different, but it, it, it kind of imputes or it calculates what your tax liability is for the year. So let's say all your money's coming from 401ks and Social Security, and you make 
you know, you you withdraw seventy thousand of IRA money. Well, you're not actually going to get seventy thousand in your pocket because you owe a tax on it, and it's going to be dependent upon what your federal bracket is and what your state bracket is. So, I know oftentimes when we're planning with folks, and they say, "Hey, I want this income," we ask them, "Do you want that grosser net?" Because whatever it is, you the program will gross up. Mm-hmm. If they tell us net, then the program will gross up the number based on their taxable situation to net out what they need. Correct. So, you know, what you just said, Rick, was make sure the income that you report, whether you're still working on W-2, make sure it's accurate because that income, you know, it takes into consideration all the deductions you could have. Um, but it's important because that's going to show your total overall tax code. And that's what's going to really end up in your pocket at the end of the day. So then as we walk through the other pages in there, then they have investable assets that get inputted. And if they, they put the actual investments themselves in there, again, it's dynamic. It'll read the feed Correct. every day. Yep. And it's linked because it's an Internet-based program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also got um, – it's got it's, what's on the next page after that on the inputs? On the, after the investments? Yeah, I mean, they've got restricted stock options. If they've you, got a whole category. Yeah, if of, you have RSOs or stock options with your employer um, that mature or that become ex, um, executable at a, at a future date, you put those in there because that has its own separate tax code. Um, you put your your um, I call it your personal assets, so your house. If you've got rental property elsewhere, if you own just regular property, if you've got a boat, if you've got collectible cars. Guns, knives, jewelry. For this is, you know, that's going to put your estate value, your total estate value. But then you also have your liabilities. So, do you have any? Now, that the program will also the intuitive means it's going to differentiate between a investable asset and then like an estate asset. Correct. Because that's not necessarily something like a gun collection or something like that that you'd be looking to generate income off of. You may sell the asset at some future date, but you're not. It's not an income producing. That's, it. That's correct. And it won't assume some – does the inflation factor get you uh, leveraged back against that no, as well? No, that's what's important. It doesn't. And that's it why differentiates I, there. Correct. It, the inflation will act upon your invest, investable assets, but your you – know, unless you're, you have million-dollar art collections or you know, big gun collections that can appreciate, typically your personal assets aren't included in the cost of inflation. Because, again, you're not living off – you're not selling a gun each month just to live right. or selling uh, a, an art to live off of. I mean if you do, great. We just got to make sure it's in the right piece of the plan. Now, it will differentiate the program. So in, in the case of uh, hard assets like real estate, it will – if you categorize it as an investable piece of real estate, then it does treat it differently than, say, your house. Then you your primary in. residence, Correct. Because, again, you're not generating income off of that. That's right. You're and that, living there. And that's important to understand because every plan is different. If you put all these assets in this plan because you did it on another plan, it's not going to work right. And that's why we're spending this entire summer going through so you understand what's an investable asset, how is it treated in retirement, and how should I look at it from an asset point of view. Because if you don't put it in right, again, if you don't put it in the right way, it's not going to kick out the right number. So don't uh, we don't want this to be intimidating at all, uh, you know, once you know somebody, you don't have to know how to build a car to enjoy the ride. You just have to know somebody that does. Correct. So, you know, this is what we do. We've been doing it collectively for 40 years. And if you have any questions, you can call us 24-7 at 513-454-9999 or shoot us an email at info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Yep. 
and you send that to us, and then we'll help you with the input so you can read it on your side and, and see how it's interacting. Because ultimately, what we want to get to, and I'm going to jump ahead a couple pages because mm-hmm. I know there's other things where you're people are valuing a specific goal, and there's probably everything from you know college planning for grandkids to buying a vacation home health, to travel to travel, whatever, retirement, health. money. So there's probably 20 of those, mm-hmm. and you're going to rank those from 1 to 10. And what's and important what's important and how you value it. So if you say retirement is a is a 10, for example, then it's going to move whatever it has to to make that happen. And that's the, the top echelon. It's 8, 9, 10, right? Correct. If it falls into the middle category of 7, 6, 5, then it's going to rank it as, okay, well, yeah, that's important, but not as important as the top category. And if you put it in the bottom category, uh, of one to four, then it's not, it's going to sacrifice it if it has to, to make sure that you don't live longer than your money does. Mm-hmm. And it ultimately is the goal in financial planning is how do we measure all these different components against your situation? Because everybody, it's like retirement plans, financial independence is like a fingerprint or a snowflake. No two have we ever seen are exactly the same Even or if how you feel about it. Even if it's brother and sister coming in, two clients, you're going to live your life. You're going we've to live got, your life. We've one got way. some twins. We've got clients that are twins, and they're not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, their goals are different. Exactly. So, I mean, these are all the things that we want to measure and and test against, because once we get the inputs into here, then we're going to test these factors against inflation, against taxes, and against volatility. Uh, over the last 30 years in 10,000 combinations, what we call stress testing. When we get to that last page, it just looks like a simple speedometer, really, that mm-hmm. reads from 40 to 99. And this is not a guarantee of, of success. It just says that given the inputs that you put in here, your probability of success is now higher. And that's what we want to see. And if you don't see that move toward the 99, then you need to reconsider whether that's really how important it is because the program is saying, you know, once you test back against all the other factors and the inputs, yeah, this program saying that that's not the move you should make. Yeah, because you're ultimately you're trading a known for an unknown. And these folks, that may be the right answer, and for the, the other folks, it's not. Mm-hmm. So that's the key thing in a financial plan. And we should say this, that, of course, everything we're giving today is just educational in nature. Uh, this is not construed advice because we are both registered uh, financial investment advisors as well as under a broker-dealer relationship, and we have insurance licenses. So uh, it's not con- to be taken as advice you should uh, – or tax advice or legal advice. You should always consult you know, qualified financial, legal, tax, or real estate professionals prior to making any decisions. And, of course, some of the decisions or, or some of the statements we'll make on the show today – uh, maybe forward-looking in their nature as we talk about demographics and different things as we do use that. Uh, however, nobody has a crystal ball. So in uh, the opinions we express are not those of our broker-dealer, National Planning Corporation. They're ours. Yep. And we own them. We do. We're proud. <laughs> we like them. And I think a lot of our clients uh, like them too. Yep. Make sure you get on, you know, check out our website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com. You know, get on there, check it out. We've got a bunch of white papers, a bunch of research reports, you know, anywhere from the investment side, the money management, to taxes, to insurance, to estate planning, um, to volatility. So we've got a lot of white papers on there. Get on there, check it out, and ask for any and all of them. Um, 
So what we're going to be covering in the next part of the show, and it probably is going to take the next two segments, yep. Eric, and we'll answer some questions in the last part. But we're going to talk about the, 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 the first piece in the puzzle we're going to talk about today is going to be the retirement income piece. And that's huge. So, you know, when you start to look at a financial plan, you're looking at the inputs and then you're looking at the outflows. So the next week we're going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about what do your outflows look like and how to manage debt and and those types of things and when to pay it off and when to not. Uh, But we're going to have to spend actually a couple of weeks here on retirement income because it's so, so important. Cash flow. I mean, retirement is about cash flow. What's coming in and what's going out. So, you know, we want to make sure what's going in to your bank account each month, you don't have more coming out on a consistent consecutive basis. So those, we're going to spend a lot of time on income replacement is uh, is the road and the path to successful retirement and also financial independence. Yep. So, you know, a lot of folks we work with in the baby boom generation, uh, you know, they're redefining this. They want to stay active. They want to stay engaged. They want to stay involved. Their careers pay them well. They just don't want to do it every day. They don't want the day-to-day grind. So they're becoming, you know, uh, outsourced financial consultants or service consultants to their industry. Uh, and that's that's pretty common. So, I mean, that's a piece to consider, you know, in, you know, uh, income planning, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which is one of them we'll talk about. So several that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about pensions and, and taking and choosing the right options there. We're going to talk about, we're only going to briefly touch on Social Security because next week we're going to have to vote almost a whole segment to that. Uh, we're going to talk about savings and investments yep. and the 4% rule. Or if you're a federal employee, you know, STRS, if you've got a federal pension, might be a little bit different than a FERS. Or FERS. I mean, there's going, to be, there's going to be a lot of different systems we'll talk about. And taxes are different for each one of them. So that's why you've got to understand what you have and how it's going to work for you. Because these implications don't just have really in any system you work with. You have your retirement income. You have some spousal component, you know, that's going to be in play. And then you have a survivor benefit. Mm-hmm. You're not really applies broadly across every source of income, uh, you know, if you're married, yeah, tip- if you have a significant other that you're providing for, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. So we got a lot to dig into. Uh, you know, we want to help you. We're here to help you become, see the picture clearer and make clearer decisions because our, our goal is to see people see that look on their face and mm-hmm. see that the reward when they you know, hit that financial independence point and successfully retire and know that they can do it and, you know, do it for the rest of their life. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, 
you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care, and I took her through her money in the spend-down, into the veterans' benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet, and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, it was over 8000 The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. We listen to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Well, Eric, we're on this topic, and I think it's going to be a good one in our summer series with a financial plan. You know, your, your financial GPS, it's a great value. Mm-hmm. I know we've done a lot of plans for, for no less than $500 each. The programs we're accessing, we're, excuse me, giving you access to, are worth well uh, in it, you know, over ten thousand dollars, with all the options and features we're using in the program. So, we're actually offering this complimentary to you. All you got to do, but you got to do some work here. Yep. But we're gonna. You can download the PDF of the financial planning sheet so that you can get all the inputs in there right. Uh, we'll give you access to the code. All you have to do is send us uh, your email address at info at straighttalkclearedecisions.com. Yep. Right? Or if you want to call and give it to us at 513-454-9999, we'll send you a link. You'll be accessed, and you'll be in your own financial plan private. That's your world. You can do all the inputs. Uh, and every week we're going to give you a piece to the puzzle mm-hmm. and uh, keep adding to this, and then you can go in there and test it. And at the very end, one of the things we said that we actually live for, you know, is for people to reach that point where they got that smile on their face and what we want to hear them say. That was easy. <laughs> now, it's, it certainly is a lot easier when you know somebody that knows how to do it. And knows how to monitor it and track it and understand Shortens it. Shortens the learning curve. It gets you to the point where, you know, we do this, you know, more 50, 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we hone our skill and our practice and we really strive to make this easy for you. So, and we want this to be useful to you, to be applicable to your situation. So I don't know who wants to be, who wants to not be wealthy, who doesn't want to know how to, to grow, to use, to keep and pass their wealth on to the next generation because that's what we do. Yep. And that's what we live for. That's uh, that's our fulfillment. And we'd like to be part of the solution. Somewhere in there. 
since we're fully uh, licensed and, and we're a holistic firm, we're doing, you know, the four pillars. Well, we do both fee-based and commission-based you know, solutions, whatever it is that works for you. We've got partners in the tax field, so do both the preparation and the planning. We've got uh, insurance partners to cover everything from life insurance, long-term care, health, um, disability, Medicare planning, all that. And then we have uh, both estate attorneys partnered with and elder law attorneys to help in that last phase of life to make sure your estate is in order and everything goes to who you want it to go to. So let's jump on this topic of the retirement planning piece called retirement income because it's one of the key inputs. If I, if we look at really the inputs we're going to, as we cover these as a broad concept, it's going to be you, you got the inflows and the outflows. So that's, uh, you know, the inflow is going to be this retirement income. You know, the outflows is going to be what are you paying for debt and when does it make sense to, to pay it off? Um, we're going to talk about your actual portfolio and stress testing that against you know, risk-reward relationships in the current market. Uh, we're going to look at, you know, your vision, values, and goals, how you rank those. And we've got to test those against the things we always know they're going to be inevitable of, of taxes, inflation, and volatility because volatility is coming back to the market. It's, it's been here. a little benign, but we're starting a little, seeing a little uh, ripples, mm-hmm. you know, make it a little more challenging. So this first one in the puzzle, let's talk about are you going to continue to work? Yep. And if you are, are you going to work full-time? Are you going to work part-time? Um, it's a question that, you know, some people think they can just retire and go from working 40 hours a week to not working at all. Some people, you know, can't make that transition. Others, it takes a little while. So it's it's understanding how you're going to be comfortable with it. Because at the end, retirement is supposed to be about enjoying your time. And if if you not working... You know, the, the freedom of stress. What, what's your dream? What's your ideal life look like? Spending more time with the grandkids. Do you want to travel? You know, you want to pick up a hobby. You know, gardening, what do you want to do? You know, it's gardening. I mean, the list goes on and on. So that's where it's personal. Now the question is: Is can you still do that and have a roof over your head and eat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's where does the money meet the road? Are you moving in with your kids? <laughs> you know, that's. I don't think that's. Uh, we never. We've not yet see that where somebody said my goal is to move in with my kids. Yep. You know, I love my kids. Heard. I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. I just don't want to live with them, and I don't want them living with me. That's it. Once I want them to give them their wings and help them spread, give them a firm foundation and teach them how to fly, and I know i got to step back in there once in a while. <laughs> but it's with, with the, the baby boom generation, one of the, your biggest probably income sources is going to be probably a pension for the baby boomers. Um, so specifically speaking to you, maybe it could be a corporate pension through the employer. Maybe it's a federal pension through FERS or STRS or CSRS. Um, but a pension is important because when you get that informa- when you get that pension, you basically gave up give up all cash value to that sum of money, and it turns into a monthly installment, a monthly payment to you. Now we're going to differentiate in this program. The difference between a defined benefit plan, which are going by the wayside, mm-hmm. or think of that as a definite benefit they're going to pay you income stream on, um, like kind of like an annuity, which a lot that of you the, can't outlive. And a lot of those are with the baby boomers. If you're younger, you know, you probably don't have those. Corporations got rid of a lot of those. They went into what they call defined contribution, yep. where that you have to put in to participate, like a 401k or a 403b. 
Thrift um, savings deferred plan, comp, deferred. thrift savings plans. They got a lot of names, but there is some component where that you have to put money in, and a lot of times they do matching. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference between a defined benefit and a defined contribution. So if we look at the defined benefit, so this is the type of plan where you work X number of years and then you're going to get X number of dollars per year for every year of service you've worked. Now, there's a lot of options on the back end of this. Yeah. And it's important because whatever option you choose and once that first check comes out, it's irrevocable. So whatever you whatever you put on that, you checked on that piece of paper, it's done. It's sealed. You can't change it. It's there. So it's important to understand each one of those options and what it could and couldn't do for you. So on the input page within the Money Guide Pro program, you go to put in a pension. You're going to want to know which one, and you're going to want to get this from your HR department because I'm just give you simple options here. So you have an option to take that pension at 100% on your life only. So as long as you live, it's going to pay you. And let's, I'm just going to use simple numbers. Let's say it gives you $2,000 a month for the rest of your life. If you die one week later with that option, your spouse or significant other is going to be disinherited. They're not going to get anything because you took it all on your life. Now, consequently, that's also the largest payout amount. Yep. So everything we're going to talk about after this is going to be less than that. But don't be discouraged by it because when you see the actual numbers, it's not terribly less than no, that. No, so say, for example, you want to do a survivor benefit option. And you can do everything from 100% to probably 75% or half. We're just going to use three there because all these are different. Yep. So, for example, you're getting $2,000 a month on your life only. And this is just an example, but typically it's a 10% reduction, give or take. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're going to now get $1,800 a month and you're going to continue on some level of 100% to your spouse, so then you die first, your spouse is going to get $1,800 as well. If they're going to get half, then you're going from 1800 to 900 Yep. So, and anywhere in between. So any options that you want. But these have to come from your HR department so you know what the inputs are. Now, I have to tell you, under the uh, ERISA, Employment Retirement Income Security Act. The rules changed back in the 80s to where that a worker employee cannot elect this option on their own. They can elect a, I think, a, a spousal survivor benefit. But if you go to the 100% option, uh, a spouse has to sign off on that so they know that they are being disinherited. And it has to be notarized. And sometimes it's beneficial to do that, to do 100, you know, 100%. It's, it's just everybody, it's, that's why we always, you know, preach everybody's situation is different. And if you're thinking, you know, you, let's say, for example, you chose the 100% survivor. So you get 1800 If something happens to you, your spouse gets the other 1800 But let's say that spouse passes away before you do. Can you go back and change it? Oftentimes you can't. You can't. So you're stuck with that reduction for the rest of your life. So what may be a better alternative, assuming that you're in good health, that you may want to take a 100% option and do something called the Pension Max Program, maximization, where that you then go out into the private market, you buy a life insurance policy on your life, should you die first, that it will give an amount of money that the spouse could then pick up and replace that income that would have been paid out or a survivor benefit. Correct. And give that $1,800 a month. So where you're at 
$2,000 a month. You continue to get that, but you have to pay the premium on the life insurance policy. Yeah. And, the and a lot of these now in the marketplace are guaranteed to stay in force. So again, we're not going to get into the details of all that. We'd like that in certain cases, but again, you got to see where that makes sense for you individually. Correct. So that you're not painting yourself into a corner and locking yourself into a reduction. Yep. Because unless you know, now it is always easier on these inputs if you know who just decide right now who's going to die first. It's going to make our job. And die on time. <laughs> we need die to- when you're supposed to. <laughs> of course, that's not how the world of financial planning works. So we've got to consider all of these options and, and alternatives and you know scenarios because it, it can be different. Correct. You got to play the what if game and that's where our program comes into use because we can test it. Well, what if what if we um, you know choose fifty percent to survive or seventy five? We don't know exactly unless we can run it through our program. So you know on this pension. So let's talk about a little bit briefly about a defined contribution plan. So so, so this is this is also known as salary reduction. Yep, salary reduction. And the, the one of the big changes with the defined benefit plan, like we just talked about, the pension that company they are taking on the risk of investing that money for you. You don't have anything to do with it. It goes in a black hole, quote-unquote, and then they pay you out that income. Well, a defined contribution plan is different. You're actually seeing that money come out of your paycheck. Maybe you get an employer match, so they match up to a certain point possibly. They don't have to, but they a lot of them do. Um, but when it goes into that plan, now you as the employee are responsible for how that money is being invested. So if you don't know what you're doing and you just pick funds because the name sounds cool, um, it might not work out for you in the long run. And that's one of the – we'll call it a problem is if you knew how to invest money, you wouldn't be working at the company not investing money. You're working there because you're good at what you do in that specific trade. So what, what basically the companies are giving the liability off of their back and they're put, they, putting that liability on your back and saying now you've got to deal with it. And But the other big benefit to a defined contribution plan is once you do retire, typically they offer some sort of lump sum withdrawal. So you, yeah, don't you have, can roll it over, not pay taxes, and then go into a self-directed IRA. And you can, even have more choices. More choices, and maybe you can even increase income down the road, whereas that pension is basically flat. You might have a cost of living adjustment. Now, don't let the, don't be deterred if you you feel intimidated, uh, which many people do because it's obviously not what they do for a living. Some people are do-it-yourselfers; they enjoy reading up on everything they can on investing and doing it themselves. And some of them have success, so mm-hmm. you know it's not to say that doesn't happen. Just be aware that that you can partner with somebody like uh, a registered investment advisor who can work on your platform with the investment options you have and actually help you assist in, in shifting lanes, let's call it, mm-hmm. between conservative, uh, moderate, and growth um, at good timely segments. Because you know what's kind of come into the marketplace, and we're not huge fans of these, uh, are what is known as target funds. So what they take is very, let's say, historic if not archaic, approach to this because they look and say, okay, well, if you're going to invest in the year 2018, well, you need the 2018 fund. Well, no, if you're going to retire in the year 2018, you Thank need you. the 2018 fund. So, and what that may look like is just having traditional asset classes of stocks, bonds, and cash. Mm-hmm. So the shorter time horizon you have, 
you may be, they may be loading your portfolio with bonds. Now, what's the problem with bonds right now? The problem with bonds right now is, you know, the last 12 years, interest rates fell. Bonds perform extremely well. Well, now we're on the cusp of seeing some sort of interest rate rise. And when interest rates rise, majority of the bonds are going to get hit pretty hard. Meaning, yes, the yield's going to go up, but your actual capital inside there is going to fall. Um, so what you're saying is there is a higher risk right now in the asset class of bonds than maybe we've ever seen. That's how we feel, correct. There could so, be. So, you know, if that's the case and a shorter term portfolio is putting more bonds in there, are you not then more at risk, even though you think you're traditionally, historically would be taking less risk? Well, yeah, we believe, you know, right now by, by loading up a, you know, a a mutual fund on, you know, regular corporate bonds or, you know, just a bond fund, a total return fund, you could be actually taking on a little bit more risk simply because of what's happening in our economy. Interest rates and bonds have a very big opposite correlation to one another. When one falls, the other one typically rises and one rises, the other one falls. So it's it's not just listening to what you've been told for 40 years. Once you get closer to retirement, get out of the stock market and increase your fixed income bond exposure that might not necessarily reward these people who are looking to retire in the next couple of years if they are planning on drawing income off of that fixed income. Oh, that so, bond. I know. So good information. We're talking about a lot of things here. If you'd like to, to get a free access to your Money Guide Pro program that you can input and run yourself, send us your email address at info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com or call us at 513-454-9999, simple number to remember, and just give us your information. We will send you both the PDFs so you can fill this out either online you know, or in an inter interactive program where you can see it because you're going to want to transfer that information then into the modules within the financial plan and, and, to and do, the Money Guide Pro. Correct. And to do it correctly, I would you know, set aside about a half hour. You know, you, we want you to take your time and fill this thing out because we want the input to be accurate because that means the output will be as, as accurate as it could be. Well, you know what we're always striving for, Eric, and hopefully at the end of this, we're going to hear from everybody. That was easy. That's it. That's our favorite phrase. So we want you to stay, uh, to, to be apprised and, and know where you're at, know where you're going. And like a financial GPS, that's how that's going to function for you. Yep. So uh, stay tuned because we're going to cover some very we're just getting into the meat of this, but we're going to touch on Social Security and other government-type pension programs. Uh, then we're also going to talk about your savings and investment in the 4% rule. Mm -hmm. And we're going to touch on some different things that we like. Can't drill down on a lot of these for compliance reasons, but we're going to talk about them and address them. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense wealth management host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care and I took her through her money in the spend down into the veterans benefits. My father was a two time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, was over 8000 
The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. So, Eric, in this last segment here, we want to talk about and drill down on some of these, these components in the retirement income planning process, which is a critical piece in the input to the input of a financial plan. Uh, again, you're getting free access to this. It's complimentary. There's no tricks or, or strings, anything attached. We want you to see this for yourself so that you can see what's broken. We just want to be part of the solution. Or we even help you direct you to where you can get the, the right solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go ahead and look at one of the big components. You know, I know Social Security and SCRS and these kind of things are big, but let's talk about savings and investment next. Uh, because this is the part where, you know, you more and more folks have a big hand and a role to play in this part, and it's it's becoming a greater and more substantial piece to your retirement puzzle. And yet, this is the area where the possibly it's the most complex. Because yep. you look at, pro- okay, I'm look, we talked about, you know, defined contribution plans. Well, you know, you're getting education, not advice. So, I mean, you've got to look at the risk-reward relationships. Uh, it's not as simple as taking some simple test and then picking a target fund. You know, the target funds, oftentimes the risk is, is much higher than traditionally uh, they have appeared. Like we talked about the risk in bonds as an asset class. You know, uh, a stock market right now that's probably got all the upside priced into it. That means there's it. not opportunities out there. It just means that... You know, it's, it's a moving target. So as we look at, you know, look at the different savings. So if, if somebody's in a, a, a bank and there are trillions of dollars sitting in the bank, because instinctively a lot of Americans are sitting there saying this is still a very weird period of time, and we would answer, yes, it is. I mean, you've got, we're basically in the 1930s all over again with some new Federal Reserve tools being deployed. 
So that's exactly what we're doing because we're not consuming as much as we did at the peak wave. Mm -hmm. And now it's all being propped up in some regard. We're starting to see some recovery in some things, but you know, you want to look at things, you know, you look at savings Well, the problem in a, in a savings account is it's almost like you owe the bank. Yeah, By the time you take out taxes, inflation, and you really, you say, did I, do you really, you gave me 0.25? Yeah, sure. You're you can spare generous. that. You think you can spare that? <laughs> but understand that this is a direct component of the economy we're in, and it's zero interest rate policy coming out of the Fed. Mm-hmm. So they're just not going to pay much for it until we see a change. And in our opinion, that may, may not change for five years until we get more peak consumptive spenders. So, you know, that's one bucket of money. Now, what's the ideal for that? The money that you may use next week or you've got an earmark for something. Yeah, it's going to be uh, what you just said, Rick, an earmark. You know, if you're going on vacation in six months, that's where you want that. You don't want to be risking that money. But, but look at something like uh, maybe ally.com, A-L-L-Y or Capital One.com. They have, uh, you know, $1 accounts or even the credit unions are paying more interest, mm-hmm. you know, on, on smaller balances. It's just you got to shop around and get what you can on those. Uh, then I move to the next category, and I think, okay, the next money is kind of medium range or even long-range money, and I would call that four-year retirement. So, you know, in those categories, we like the things that are going to give. you got to be thinking sometimes what's going to grow my money or capital appreciation, and then – What's going to actually pay me an income stream and kind of preserve my principal and just live off my quote-unquote interest? So some of the things we like that can do that are the alternatives category. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to drill down on these. We're going to mention them. We like so, the MLPs. Yeah, the master limited partnerships or even the limited partnerships. Um, we like closed-end funds. You know, <clears throat> both either, you know, maybe in the energy sector or maybe in the uh, real estate sector. Um, we like REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, both on the public side that trade on an exchange like the stock ex- New York Stock Exchange, as well as the private REITs, the private but public um, Real Estate Investment Trust. You know, dividend stocks. You know, think of your think of dividend stocks as like uh, your blue chips. That's your P and Gs, your GEs. Um, they're going to pay dividends. Well, we've in the even range. got some some of those middle capital companies. Uh, known as BDCs, Business Development Corporations, and we also have those on the private side. And the advantage there is that when the market goes down, they don't drop because they're not publicly traded. On the public side, you can see volatility up and down, but we're seeing high-end dividends at 7 8 some of them 9 yeah. 10%. Yeah, no, no, those dividends, you know, they're not guaranteed. They're, they might no. not happen every single month, but it's a place to start if you're looking for income. You know, we like to call it durable income. Through good markets and bad markets, you can typically count on the majority of these these investments to generate income for you. Whereas if you're living on something, you know, an investment that's only kicking off 1% or 2% a year, that might not make you achieve your goals you're trying to accomplish. So there's other dividend, there's other income-generating opportunities, investments out there. It just might not be what you hear you know, on TV or on the radio. So, Eric, as we kind of look at these uh, these different, you know, what do we call the safer alternatives, mm-hmm. you know, to traditional types of things. Now, some of them are traditional. When I look at something, there was a good article that was written by the Morningstar people, a couple of really smart guys. It was called Alpha, Beta, Now Gamma. And it talked about this component. You know, traditionally you say, well, I have X number of dollars, and if I draw 4% off of that, well, that 4% rule is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Because depending on what's happening in your portfolio, 4% may be too aggressive. 
And if it is your eroding principle, you know, the rule is don't eat the goose that lays the golden eggs, you know, unless it's somehow fashioned in another way that it's going to give you an assurance. So there were like five different components that they talked about, strategies of optimizing Social Security, getting the most out of that. Um, you know, optimizing different pensions, I think, and and doing smart withdrawal strategies as in drawing, if you've got a portfolio in savings and investments, drawing from the up positions, not the down positions. You know, because when you're drawn from the positions that are up, you're doing less damage to your portfolio. Uh, you couple that along with maybe annuities and some other things, and it added 22.8% more income for the rest of your life. So, I mean, that was a, that's a considerable increase. And if you want to go, go to the Morningstar website and look at that, yeah. Alpha, Beta, Now Gamma. Now, one of the things we had just mentioned there, and we won't drill down on, but are annuities. Yep. Because annuities, essentially, you put money into it, and some can be deferred or some can be uh, immediate income. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing is, is creating a pension-like source from an insurance company on your own money that you're not going to outlive. Correct. It's, it's basically it's a privatized pension plan. You're just you know your money's with an insurance company, not with a a, a company that you worked for in the past. Yeah, and typically those are actually those underwritten are still- or backed by insurance companies too. So you want to make sure that any company you're choosing is highly rated, um, and you've done your research to know that this is a company that's viable and has the sustainability to pay out. You don't you want a good company and you want a good product that's competitive. So, that, you know, that's a lot more complex than what we're ever going to be able to cover in this show because there's so many different options here. You know, there's single premium immediate, there's fixed index annuities, there's variable annuities. There's fixed I mean, annuities. I mean, there's, there's all of them. But remember, you're buying an annuity or an insurance company for protection. Um, so to have that, you know, more conservative approach. So make sure you're with a company that is very protected on the downside if something were to happen in the market. So we've covered a lot of things in here within this category of what from your savings and investment. Now, I know a lot of folks have heard about this 4% rule, you know, but uh, again, I, I can't emphasize enough that, you know, these traditional types of things, people say, hey, I just want to make 10% of my money and, uh, and I want to be able to draw 4% on it for the rest of my life and not touch my principal. Well, in a, in a post period of the Great Recession mm-hmm. and paralleling the Great Depression, uh, we are in abnormal times. It's a paranormal type of retirement. So you've got to go to some of these other places to get what you used to get. You just can't get it from the usual places. And uh, we've got some great white papers on this. Go to straighttalkcleardecisions.com and look at our alternatives white paper. Request that. You can also do your own research as you're kind of looking at this. And and, and if you have need any guidance, call us at 513-454-9999. Or visit us at info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com and just send us an email. Yep. So this last piece we're, we saved for last for a reason. Yep. It, social security optimization, social security maximization. This is what we're going to spend an entire show on next week. But we want to kind of give you a little foundation now, of Now, before it. we jump into that one, why don't we finish with that? Let's talk about the kind of the antithesis to that, which is the STRS. It's the, the government pensions, some of the railroad pensions, some things that were separate and were supposed to be separate and comparable to Social Security. So, correct. Yeah. So if you work for the federal government, and this is all going to depend on your age and when you retire, you know, if you're, if you're older, part of the baby boom, you might have a railroad pension and you get Social Security. You might basically call it double dip. 
but now for the the more the the younger generation, it's if you're either in the federal pension, you know the federal um, STRS so or like FERS, FERS or civil service, or you could be in the offset mm-hmm. so category. You're either getting Social Security or you're getting you're not you can't get both of them. They call it the windfall elimination provision. So it's just understanding that concept because it might not be the exact it has a very similar benefits of social security does FERS and STRS but not necessarily because it's going through a different channel quote unquote um of the government because you know you're still going to have your a lot of the STRS or FERS has their health insurance um but you can't really double dip and get that so even though you you might have paid in the social security for 10 years but you didn't work 28 years or 28 quarters you're not going to get any of that Social Security money back. It's now, we should add. We should add a footnote. If you have worked 30 years under Social Security and you have these other systems, then the windfall elimination provision is, is not board. applicable. Correct. It's also known as WP WEP because that's what people do. They <laughs> weep after they read that. After they find out. Yeah, they find out, hey, I paid into both, but I don't get to keep both. So it's kind of frustrating. Let's talk about, let's finish on Social Security here as much as we can. There's virtually, there's 81 options for couples, combinations. There's nine for singles. There's 3,172 different break-even combinations uh, under that because there are three elements or components to Social Security. There's retirement. There is a survivor ben- or a spousal benefit under there, and there's a survivor benefit. And there are strategies, which we're going to expound on next week. So uh, there's somebody, we, we see this on a regular basis. Somebody goes to a program, you know, they hear this, they see it, they read about it, and they think, oh, hey, I can handle this. This is a little more complicated, and this is a kind of an irreversible decision, but we'll drill down on that next week. Uh, this literally... We have seen numbers that show that the right combination of Social Security is the equivalent of adding, was it 1% of income or, or 1% to your portfolio over the rest of your life? Correct. Which is phenomenal. So take, for example, in its simplest form, if you can draw early at 62 by waiting to 70, if you can, 57% difference right out of the gate. Increase for the rest of your life and your, your spouse's life. Not counting cost of living adjustments, which have averaged 2.8%. Mm-hmm. So we actually have a program that we can help you with this piece, and we'll talk about that more in depth. So hopefully this has been helpful today, and you're mm-hmm. starting on your journey here to get access to your absolutely free, complimentary access into the Money Guide program. Just send us your email address at info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com or call our 24-7 phone line, 513-454-9999. Just give us your information. We'll send you the PDF to get your financial information in there uh, and also then begin to walk you through the uh, the inputs on the Money Guide program. And I think you're then you're you're on your way. That's it. Hope you enjoyed the show on, you know, the pension, the income. Next week will be a very uh, – it'll be a fun show because we want to break down all the different options that you and your spouse have if you're part of the Social Security system. And after that, we'll be covering debt and, and debt management. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense, transparent wealth management host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg.
best part of your life.